0: Good evening. This is the producer-director of 12 Chimes, It's Midnight. Here to tell you we're back. Just in time for the holidays, we have a lovely little family melodrama for you, tinged with festive tidings and a delicious portion of horror. From our family to yours. Happy
1: holidays.
2: 12 chimes, it's midnight. At midnight, anything can happen. Hello listeners, before we get started... I'd like to give our 12 Chimes friends at the Mysterious Old Radio Listening Society a chance to tell you about their podcast.
3: Are you new to old-time radio? A hardcore fan? Curious, but don't know where to start? Try the Mysterious Old Radio Listening Society a podcast dedicated to the great horror, crime, and suspense shows from the golden age of radio, including tales from Suspense, Lights Out, Quiet Please, The Shadow, and more. Each episode features a classic or maybe not-so-classic story from the old-time radio vault,
4: complete with historical notes and trivia. At the end of each podcast, your mysterious old hosts, Tim, Joshua, and Eric, discuss the merits of the story and decide whether or not it stands the test of time, balancing insight and humor to make you think harder about what made these old shows so great, even when they aren't so great. The Mysterious Old Radio Listening Society is available everywhere you get your podcasts. For more information about the Mysterious Old Radio Listening Society or to download episodes directly, visit ghoulishdelights.com.
2: Is there a particular melody that haunts you? That conjures up ghosts from your past? What if that melody was accompanied by a real ghost. Join us now for a suspenseful tale of a family in jeopardy in the play The Turn of the Thumbscrew.
1: Nigel! Nigel, find your ball and put it away in the nursery. You know Mr. Bowman and our new governess will be here any minute. <gasps> mother. I'm here, Honora. You're, you're not dressed. We only have a few moments until they arrive. Have you seen Alice? I I let her have the morning off. Her, her mother is ill. Alice's mother passed away last year. Don't you remember? Hmm. Oh, did she? Oh, oh yes. I...
5: I remember now.
1: Nigel? Yes, Honora. I thought you'd gone. Keep a lookout for our guests and alert me when they arrive. I'm going to help Mother get dressed.
4: Nigel, my boy, how are you? Forgive us for just strolling in, but someone left the garden doors wide open, letting in the snow. They're closed up snug now.
1: Thank you, Mr. Bowman.
4: My pleasure, my pleasure. Anything for the charming Calder family. Speaking of, where is the rest of the family?
1: I. Mother wasn't ready. Nora's helping her dress.
4: (laughs) Is she now? Don't blush, Mr. Calder. It's perfectly all right. We're all friends here. And speaking of friends, I have the honor of introducing you to your new governess. Miss Ryden, may I introduce the young Mr. Calder?
0: Hello, young Mr. Calder. May I call you Nigel? Oh, yes, please. But what should I call you? You may call me Charlotte.
1: Charlotte.
4: Honora, Mrs. Calder, you're looking so well.
1: I... Honora? Hello, Mr. Bowman. And this is Miss Ryden, our new governess, I presume?
4: Quite right. Mrs. Calder, Honora, may I introduce you to Miss Ryden?
1: Oh, oh, yes, of course. So
5: very nice to meet you, and, and of course, happy tidings to you both.
4: Christmas is almost upon us.
5: The the week went by so fast. Oh, of course it's Friday, the day of your arrival, Miss Ryden. Oh, oh, and, and these are my children. My daughter, Honora, and my son, Nigel.
0: Nigel and I just met. What a polite and charming young man. Hello, Honora. I would like you and your brother to call me Charlotte. Yes, ma'am. Charlotte. Charlotte.
4: Honora is a very clever girl. She's an inventor.
0: Truly. How remarkable.
4: Here is an example of her work.
0: Charming little bird. However did she make this little mechanism?
4: Automata, I think it's called. Clever, isn't it? Look at this one. Go ahead. Pick it up. Very well.
0: Frightful.
4: It is a bit. The little hands reaching out. They seem to want to grab you. Bizarre and wonderful, wouldn't you agree?
0: Yes. Wonderful. And bizarre.
4: Careful now. I'm afraid these little things wouldn't survive being dropped.
0: Forgive me. Absolutely ingenious. And you,
5: Nigel? Do you help your sister create these devices? No. Oh, such a clever boy. There, there, darling. I I suspect Honora will allow him to help when he's a bit older. Mother? Oh, where's my head? Please come in, Miss Ryden and Mr. Bowman and have a seat.
1: Nigel, please check on Millie and see what's keeping the tea. Yes, Mama. Walk. Don't run, please, Nigel. You know better than that. Yes, Honora.
5: Honora, darling, please go help your brother. Mother, are are absolutely you absolutely fine, dear. Now now run along. There's a good girl. Miss Ryden, we're so glad you've come. Mr. Bowman tells me such good things about you.
4: Uh, Miss Ryden is particularly adept in the areas of music and English, two subjects I know you wish the children to focus on.
0: I have heard wonderful things about you and the children, and about this beautiful home.
5: It's breathtaking. I expect to feel right at home here. There is... Nowhere you cannot venture, or, or any of the grounds you cannot explore, with with one exception. The only place I'd, I'd rather keep private is my late husband's study. The children and I are still adjusting to life without him. Please, please avoid bringing up the subject with the children. I I was informed. My deepest sympathies to you, Mrs. Calder, and your family. Thank you. Ah! What a lovely piano. It was a present for my husband, a bedlam from New York. He played so beautifully. Ah, the tea. (laughs) That'll be all, Millie. Yes, ma'am.
4: Miss Ryden is an accomplished pianist.
5: Oh, yes. Well, I am glad to hear that. For the children's sake, certainly.
4: Would you like to hear something?
5: Oh, that would be lovely. Oh, please do play something for us, Miss Ryden. Something for the season, if you would. Of course.
2: (gasps) What is wrong? Are you ill? I
5: apologize. (gasps) She's collapsed.
4: (sighs) That went well. Your playing affected her more strongly than I'd expected. (laughs) Millie? (laughs) The children?
0: Uh, Everyone's gone. We're alone.
4: Well done, my dear. A lovely rendition of the piece, I must say.
0: Thank you for the compliment. Although the tincture in her tea induced greater appreciation than any musical performance could render. What's in it? A family secret, my dear.
4: I see. A woman's art, I suppose. Did you hear something?
0: I I heard nothing.
4: Careful now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shush, little brother. We mustn't be discovered. tell you, I heard them. I don't believe you, Honora. Mr. Bowman is nice. He looks out for Mother. They're up to something. No, no, no. Shh. It's so cold. Hallways are drafty. Why aren't we in bed? I'm sorry, Nigel, but we have to know what they're up to. All right. I hope she doesn't look too closely and see we're just a bunch of pillows and blankets. What was that? Shh. There, at the piano. A figure. Dressed all in black. Nora, I'm scared. Shh. Quiet now. Watch and listen.
4: Eveline. (gasps) Eveline, my love.
5: John. John, have you come home?
4: I'm only
2: visiting. Visiting from
1: hell.
4: She's unconscious. Let me get her to the bed. Mm.
0: (sighs) I can't breathe with that mask on. My god, she's heavier than she looks.
4: (sighs) The household had their evening drink. Enhanced with your extra something.
0: I wasn't able to serve the children their cocoa, but I double-checked and they're sound asleep. And Millie, well, I shared an evening cup with her, and, oh, I look forward to scolding her tomorrow about oversleeping.
4: Excellent. And Evelyn, she...
0: My special recipe. Excellent. Excellent. I can't wait any more, George. Why can't we just kill her?
4: For God's sake, Charlotte. I'd like to see you talk your way out of a murder charge. You are impulsive and impatient. You'd be hanged as soon as you could say, whiny shrew.
0: Seriously, George. I'd hang you just to shut you up. You are beautiful, but you talk too damn much.
4: We stick to the plan. Is that understood?
0: Yes. You worm.
4: I swear to God, Charlotte, I will kill you if you cause this plan to fail.
0: Of course I'll stick to the plan, my love. Now kiss me. I just lost my head for a brief moment. I am such a shrew, aren't I?
4: (laughs) And I do talk a lot. I am a lawyer, darling. Risk of the trade.
0: Why not come back to my room for a few hours, and you'll see what a shrew I can be.
4: Uh, not tonight. I have-
0: Have a splitting headache. You and your infernal headaches. I'm lonely, George. Lonely.
4: For goodness sakes, yes. Yes, let's- Go back to your room.
1: <laughs> <sighs> that was Mr. Bowman. And Miss Fryden. Why are they being so naughty and mean? They scared Mommy. Yes, they did scare Mother. But take heart, Nigel. Because tomorrow night, we are going to scare them
3: I still think radio is probably the greatest entertainment medium ever invented. It made the audience work. Instead of a big, ugly glass picture tube, you saw the performers in your own mind.
5: We were a family. It was a nucleus of people that you never grew away from. When I arrived,
0: all the WTIC people had started Mm -hmm. and were working in New York and introduced me to different people and got me at least into some of the auditions.
5: I think there is something so special between the listener and the other side of the microphone in the studio.
2: Breaking Walls is the podcast on the history of American radio broadcasting, focusing on moments, shows, and people from the golden age of radio. Subscribe to Breaking Walls everywhere you get your podcasts and at thewallbreakers.com. Mother!
0: She opened the window again. If she dies of the fever, it will not be my fault.
1: Dies? She didn't mean that.
0: Come, children, leave your mother in peace. The doctor will be here shortly.
1: Why won't she talk? How should I know? She's had a terrible shock. She has fragile nerves, and something greatly upset her last night.
0: Yes, Millie? Do you have a moment to discuss the menu for the next day or so? In Madam's absence? Yes, of course. Children, please go to the schoolroom while I speak to Millie. We'll have our tea there. Run along now. For today's lunch, we should have something light. And the doctor requested a simple broth.
1: Do you always have to drag her on that dumb wooden sword? Yes. Well, are you going to help me or not? I don't know. I'm afraid, Honora. Shh, little brother. It's okay. Don't cry. Here. That's my handkerchief. (laughs) So it is. Here you go. Thank you. Don't be afraid, little brother. We have to be strong for Mother. You can be strong, can't you, Nigel? Maybe. You're a big, smart boy. If you help me, you'll be like Sir Galahad saving Lady Guinevere. You will be a hero. You have to knight me. I have to do what? You have to knight me. Here. Why would I need... Ah, of course. Nigel, please kneel. With this blessed sword, a replica of the sword of King Arthur himself, I knight you. Please rise, Sir Nigel brave defender of mothers and all people in danger, and take your sword. Thank you, Honora. Okay, okay. That's enough hugging for anybody. Let's get to work. We have a damsel in distress to rescue. To the rescue! Lock the door. I don't understand. What is it? One last adjustment. There. What does it mean? This is the diagram. A plan. Your plan? Our plan, little brother. Is that a noose? Yes, Nigel. Very good. And that's a piano. What does it mean? It's our plan to get rid of Miss Ryden and Mr. Bowman. Hooray! Shh! Let's see what you were able to find. Help me, but be quiet. I got everything you asked for. Excellent. Oh, you forgot the meat grinder. Oh no. Never mind. Millie would have noticed it missing. It's for the best. Yay! Shh. This will work nicely as the counterbalance and will make a lot of noise. We'll assemble what we can here. Like in the diagram? Yes, like in the diagram. And tonight, we'll set it all up once everyone has gone to bed. What can I do? Hold this here. Hold it really, really tightly. Done? Yes, that should be sufficient. Okay, right here. Hold this back. Careful now. Honora, it's slipping. Just one more moment. (sighs) Okay, let go. Are you all right? You still have all your fingers? I do. That was fun. hand me that blanket.
0: What are you children up to? I heard an awful racket.
1: And was this door locked? Oh no, Miss Ryden. Charlotte! Of course. Charlotte, we're not allowed to lock the door. Sensible rule. We were just playing with our wooden blocks. Well,
0: it seems you've cleaned up after yourselves for once. Very good. Millie, come in and leave the tea on the table there. Look what we have for you today, children. Your favorite treats. Tea cakes for you, Honora, and honey scones for you, Nigel. It's not my birthday. (laughs) Did you hear that, Millie? Not his birthday. How utterly charming. (sighs) Yes, miss. No, it's not your birthday, dear boy, but I adore my charges, and they've been so good that they deserve a reward.
1: Don't you agree? Ahem, yes. Yes, of course. Nigel? Ow. Yes, thank you, Charlotte.
0: Uh huh. Well, that's all, Millie. Such sweet children. What have you been up to?
1: Just playing.
0: Ow! So you've said, My dear children, you must have your tea. May I pour you a cup? Yes. There you are. (coughs) The tea tastes strange. Nonsense. Drink up, sweet boy. Tea is so relaxing. Wouldn't you agree? Are you cold, little brother? You look a little pale. Oh, dear. If you promise to drink up your tea, I'll fetch you a cardigan. Hey! Shh! Hey! What was that? The tea is delicious. Oh, what a nice thing to say. Drink up.
1: Drink up. Why did you give my tea to that plant, Honora? Don't drink it. She did something to it. No! No! Nice work, Nigel. The whole pot. Now, pretend you're sleepy.
0: I couldn't find your favorite cardigan, but I found another.
1: Will this do? Oh, I'm so sleepy.
0: Already? Uh, I mean, it's so early yet to be sleepy. Are you sure? Uh,
1: ow. Oh yes, quite sure.
0: Did you finish off all this tea?
1: I was thirsty. Oh, Honora, did you have any tea? Yes, ma'am. Charlotte. Of course, Charlotte. I did get one cup before Nigel drank it all.
0: Excellent. Excellent. there, George?
4: The children. They're asleep.
0: Fast asleep. I hope I didn't give them too much sleeping draft. But, on the other hand, who cares? I just want to get that money and leave this mausoleum.
4: Let me help you with your hood.
0: I'm too warm with it on.
4: I know, but you have a part to play, my dear. You are the mysterious phantom lurking beneath your black cape and hood.
0: I can barely see.
4: Oh, stop your groaning and remember the signal.
0: I'll remember, all right. Now, give me a kiss. What? A kiss, George. I won't budge without a kiss.
4: All right, all right. Don't look like that, darling. Of course you can have a kiss.
0: Mm, Much better. You do love me, don't you?
4: Of course I do, Charlotte. Of course I do. Ready?
0: Yes. Good luck, darling.
4: Down the stairs with you, and take your place at the piano. Quiet now.
1: (sighs) Shh! Careful, Nigel. You see there? Where? You see Mr. Bowman there? Hiding in that alcove at the end of the hallway? Where is Charlotte? There, downstairs in the living room, sitting before the piano. She's hard to see, dressed in that black cloak. Before the piano, just as we'd hoped. Is it time, Honora? It is. Time to put our plan into action. Do you remember what to do? Sneak down the back stairs, get into position, and wait for your signal. Exactly right, little brother. Very good. Off you go. Sir Nigel. Yes, Sir Nigel. I shall see you on the other side of victory, Hanora.
4: Eveline, I am a phantom. Come back from hell.
5: You can't be, John.
4: Who are you? Don't you recognize me, my love?
5: You, You... you are so changed. Oh, John.
4: I've come back for you.
5: Yes. I dreamed of this moment.
4: I've come to take you back with me. Back? Back to hell!
1: Nigel! Now!
3: What?
2: Where did this rope...?
5: You. Huzzah! Nigel,
1: Honora, what is going on? Have you hanged your father? He is not my father or your husband. Look closer. <gasps> Mr. Bowman!
5: Nigel!
1: Nigel, are you all right? Ma. Mer- Look at you now, Miss Ryden. I mean, Charlotte. Oh, my God. Her hands. She has no hands. She has hands, but they're bloody wrecks. No more piano playing for you.
3: What in the name of God is going on here? (gasps) John! George. Get up. Get up, damn you! Letting yourself be duped and hung by this contraption. John, I can explain. Where is Honora?
1: What is going on? Honora! Father.
3: Honora. This is your doing.
1: Yes, Father.
3: I should have known. Who else could have made such an elaborate device? Rather clever, I'm quite proud of you.
4: Thank you, John, for cutting me down. I couldn't have hung on for much longer.
3: Damn child. You fool. Leave it to you to cock up this plan. I knew you would. John, I- Be quiet, George. I've no interest in hearing your excuses. But no matter. I'm happy to report that my own efforts to secure the papers necessary to commit my wife and gain control of the estate have succeeded. I'm so glad to hear... I said be quiet! Your ludicrous plan to drive my wife mad has all been for naught, I'm afraid. John? Is it... is it really you? Oh, dear Lord, I need a drink. Daddy, a knife! Nigel... It's the knife Daddy used to cut down the genius known as Mr. Bowman. Uh, don't touch. It's very sharp. That's a good boy.
5: I can't believe you're back. We thought you would...
3: Were dead? Yes, exactly what I wanted you to think, you ninny. I don't understand. My dear Eveline, I just obtained the legal right to commit you. Well done. What are you saying, John? <laughs> this clears my way to your fortune. All the money was yours, and on it you kept a tight rein. But now you are out. No, no, no. Oh, shh, shh, sh- shh, sh- shh. Don't you worry. You and Honora will be sent to the best boarding schools and will have generous trust funds. Your very clever children, making a valiant effort to protect your mother, very commendable. Very commendable.
4: George? In all the excitement I'd forgotten about you. George! Oh, Charlotte, what has happened to your hands?
0: What? tis <coughs> oh, but a scratch.
3: She's in shock, George. Do something with her. She's soaking the carpet with blood. Uh, a doctor, perhaps? Oh, yes. Yes, of course.
0: Darling, it's over. We can get our money and together at last
4: (laughs) money
3: for this disaster oh tell her George is this really the time John (sighs) so typical
4: Charlotte I'm sorry to tell you about this especially now but this was never about us
0: what (sighs) I did this for you and and the money And, and for you
3: well, yes. Really, we need to get you to a doctor. You, my dear Miss Ryden, are a mess.
0: I'm perfectly all right. I just need a moment.
3: My god, woman! Getting blood everywhere! George, please do something with her. Really, John, don't be cruel. Her piano-playing days are over, huh? <laughs>
1: George! Mommy? Mommy? Don't be afraid, Nigel. George, help me.
3: Charlotte. Oh, shut up, George. You see, my dear, your George, in fact, is mine. He's the reason for all this. Well, aside from the money, of course. I love you, John. Of course. Certainly more than you could love this wreck of a woman. What a mess. This was all for nothing? George!
4: Not for nothing, no. But for you, my dear, there is nothing, I'm afraid.
0: Staying in this mausoleum? Dealing with this crazy woman? Waiting on these little brats,
5: hand and foot? Little wretches? I, I, I love you. Love you. You. You
0: devious bastard!
4: Charlotte! Stay back. Put down that knife.
2: George!
3: Miss Ryden. Stay away from me! I will crush you.
1: (gasps) Don't touch my mommy.
3: God's sake, Nigel, where did you find that sword? Put it down, and no one is threatening your mother. Miss Ryden, on the other hand.
5: Ah. Miss Ryden, look
2: out! Ah. Ah. Oh. 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 Oh.
5: For the love of heaven, Nigel! Yes, Mommy? Nigel, put the sword and Miss Rydon down.
3: Good lord.
1: My sword. Shh,
5: shh, shh, shh. It's all right now, Nigel.
1: But I am King Arthur, and I must withdraw the sword. From Miss Ryden. It must be done. Whoso so palest- Out this sword. Is the right wise king, born of all England. Hooray!
3: (laughs) Well done. Quite a playful environment you've created for the children, my dear Evelyn. (laughs) Nigel, your work here is done. Stop pointing that sword at me, my boy. Put it down. Put it down!
1: And Nate never gives up the fight. It's all over now, Nigel. Not quite. John?
3: <sighs> yes?
1: This scheme
5: of yours to break up our happy family over some
3: petty love affair... And the money, my dear. Do not forget about the money. A long time ago I became fed up with my meager stipend. And now you're finished... Legally insane and going away, leaving me in charge of your fortune.
5: You can't destroy our family, John. Our love is stronger than your greed.
3: (laughs) Is it? A gun? Oh, Evelyn, what a lovely little family I have. You wouldn't shoot me.
5: No. Consider the scene, John. I am a wronged wife, courageously defending her children from vicious conspirators. I believe I can convince any magistrate of my innocence and sanity. (laughs) Although, perhaps I am a bit mad. Just mad enough to...
3: But... I, I finally got everything I ever wanted.
1: And all you have now, dear father, are your just rewards.
5: Come here, children. Oh, my children. My sweet, sweet children! What a happy little family we are! No one can ever separate us, ever! We will be so happy, so very, very happy! <laughs>
2: Join us next time for a story of teenagers looking for an adventure in the Dead of Night in the play Midnight Delinquents. Tonight's episode was written and produced by Amy Pavi, and lead editor and sound designer was your friendly host, Josh Horowitz. Heard in tonight's play were Kyla Knudsen as Honora Calder, Ilana Horowitz as Nigel Calder, Lori Gilehem as Eveline Calder, Paul Silverman as George Bowman, Jill Tracy as Charlotte Ryden, Amy Pavi as Millie, and Cody Nichols as John Calder. Piano music arranged and performed for this episode by Jill Tracy. Additional music also by Jill Tracy from her holiday album, Silver Smoke, Star of Night. Episode cover art by Gary Davis. Logo design by Michael Dern. And yours truly, Josh Horowitz. If you enjoy our plays, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Or drop us a line via email. The address is in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening, and see you again
1: at midnight.